Oh, uh, Casey, are you there? I'm here. All right. Um, so today we got the Bible thing. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, if I remember our meeting correctly that we had five minutes ago. <laughs> um, so we're going to be talking today about something about the Jews having a lot of wood. And and then for some reason that that wood gets turned into like really tall gold poles. Now I don't I don't know what kind of magical Swedish penis pump they have going on out there. <laughs> Last time I checked with uh, Austin Powers, the Swedish uh, penis pumps did not turn your stuff into gold. I mean, I wouldn't know. I haven't seen Austin Powers. You have not seen the greatest spy in the world austin powers he's got two movies oh okay the the third one died before it could actually be made into a thing yeah no sorry okay well so we're going to be talking about golden golden rods of the jews Uh, golden poles well yeah yes okay yeah Oh, they can't be, they can't be, I mean, too big. I mean, they cut off like half of it at birth, don't they? Like, <laughs> hashtag the blood dick oath. Yeah, not the same thing. God damn it. Yeah. What's up, heathens? Hi, How y'all. You- <laughs> oh, shit, sorry. How you guys doing? Hi, y'all. Yeah, how you doing, KC? I'm I'm all right. You're excited, aren't you? Yeah, this is really exciting stuff. Oh yeah, I I from what I remember, it's a lot of pedantic shit and then stuff about their golden rods. Well, so for any engineers out there, what we're going to be doing today is going over the specs of of things. Yeah, we're going to have all of the qubits coming out of our assholes. Yes, lots today. and lots of qubits. For for anybody who wants to know, a qubit, and you're going to need to know this. I'm just saying it's the main unit of measurement, not the only one, but I'll let you know about the other ones as we go. But a qubit is one and a half feet. Um, and now I know feet are for people in America. If you want to know about the metric system, go anywhere else in the world because I'm American and I don't know it. Cool. Fuck yeah. Well, I was going to say, fuck the metric system. <laughs> we actually should go on the metric system because like all sciencey things and engineering and everything is done by the metric system. Well, yeah, but I mean, we tried that once and people, it was hard, you know. And, oh my I mean, God. People couldn't do the conversions as they were driving like 70 kilometers an hour. What is that in feet? <laughs> <laughs> my, my, miles per hour. Yeah, these people weren't smart, okay? Quit trying to be all accurate and shit. Yes, that's why, <laughs> that's why we didn't do it is because it was hard. Of course, here in America and pretty much everywhere else in the world, we have problems with words being hard, like the fact that in the dictionary we now have literally as a synonym for figuratively. Yeah. Yeah. Uh isn't isn't a cubit like the exact length from your elbow to your asshole? <laughs> I I guess that depends on how long your arms are and how big of an asshole you have. Well, people do say I'm a pretty big asshole. <laughs> Not the same thing. Oh. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and get on to this pedantic shit and see if I can make it entertaining. Okay. So we're going to start in Exodus chapter 25. 
And we're going to talk about the offering for the tabernacle. So the Lord said to Moses, tell the Israelites to bring me an offering. You are to receive the offering for me from each man whose heart prompts him to give. Because he makes it out like it's a choice, right? Um, these are the offerings you are to receive from them. And then, of course, he tells them what he they have to bring. Um, gold, silver, and bronze. Isn't it just like a Jewish God to be so fucking demanding? Well, I mean, he he wants gold, silver, and bronze, so a Jew god it is. <laughs> <laughs> he also wants blue, purple, and scarlet yarn and fine linen. Also goat hair for um, reasons. Um, ra- <laughs> I don't get the feeling that God is wanting the Jewish people to bring him all the things to make like a, a, a fucking goat doll that he can fuck <laughs> and give presents to it. <laughs> Essentially cre- creating like the world's first one of those like those fuck toy dolls, you know? Yeah, like the, the blow up dolls. Yeah. Except it would be made of gold, silver, and bronze. <laughs> no, which no, no. seems like it, it would be painful. No, no, no. It would be made out of like the thread and everything like that yeah. and the goat hair. And he would be fucking that that thing and then giving it presents of gold, bronze, and what the fuck ever. Okay, I'm sorry, but but nobody wants a fuck toy, like a pocket pussy made of, like, yarn. God does. Yarn? God's dick can you take can it. You can get carpet burned like a motherfucker. <laughs> God's dick can take it. Oh, okay. It's like, can, here, here's the, here's the existential, so this, this is the existential <laughs> question right here, right? Can God fuck so fast that he doesn't get any kind of carpet burn on his no, dick? No, but <laughs> the faster the, and you'll have more friction, which means it's actually going to like start smoking and create a fire. <laughs> <laughs> I mean God's that shit's quite, kindling. God, God's quite literally got fire coming out of his dick. But anyways, this is just the first page. Let's go ahead and go on. Mm. Y'all forget about the whole STD talk that we were talking about. What? Well, the fire out of the dick thing. Never mind. Oh, okay. So, um, we're not done with the offerings God wants. Oh, you ready? Fuck what? Ram skins dyed red. And hides of sea cows or dugongs, mm-hmm. specifically dugongs, which are apparently a type of sea cow. Yeah. Um, acacia wood, olive oil, spices for anointing the oil and for the fragrant incense, uh, and onyx stones and other gems to be mounted on the ephod and uh, breast piece. So let me get this straight, right? Mm-hmm. Beginning of the Bible, way back on day one, God creates 99.99999% of the universe in a fraction of a butt fart. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. But now he needs the Jews or the pre-Jews, the proto-Jews, to bring him all of this shit that he created at the beginning of the universe in a, the single blink of an asshole. Well, not in necessarily in a single blink anything, but yes, he needs the Jews to bring him this shit so and offer it so that they can build things to him, to praise him and worship him and um always 
you know bow down to him well yeah but i mean i guess my point is is that he could just snap his fingers and it's all right there for him he couldn't make it easy for him but nope you guys have to go out and get all this shit and come here and do all this stuff like i could create it for you in a second but fuck that i am way too busy but where is the fun in like having somebody just make it for you i mean it's it it means more if you make it yourself. Exactly how much strain did God put forth when he created the entire universe? I don't know because that didn't happen. I meant in the story. Um, I mean, I don't... It, it appears none. Right. Uh, he put forth no effort whatsoever at the very beginning of the universe when he created everything. He put a maximum amount of effort into the earth, which is perfectly designed to kill a motherfucker. He also put a lot of effort into making the Egyptians be contrary. Be what? Contrary. Contrary. I feel like that's hardening their hearts. Oh, okay. Not doing the shit he wants them to do. He put a lot of effort in making them that way. I've learned a new word. Contrary. (laughs) Like, contrary to popular belief, that's well, not a... Well, yeah, but I I know it by, you know, contrary, uh, you know, to popular belief. You've just never I've heard never, it used that way. Yeah, I've never heard okay. it used like, oh, you're just being contrary. I'm going to start like, saying that now. Like a whenever, contrarian. Yeah. So I'm just going to start saying that now whenever I disagree with somebody. It's like, motherfucker, you're just being contrary. Like, you've never heard Mary Mary quite contrary? How does your garden grow? Yeah, that's what I remembered it from. Oh. And it still confused me. Oh, then again, I did start off this entire podcast talking about dick for about 10 minutes. You did. <laughs> <laughs> for the record, it is 10 minutes in right now. <laughs> and I looked at the clock as soon as he said that. Okay, so that's all the shit he wants. Then he says, then have them make a sanctuary for me and I will dwell among them. Make this tabernacle and all its furnishings exactly like the pattern I show you. Why? Because <laughs> God is a pedantic fuck. <laughs> why does this matter? I don't understand why this matters. This uh, God is the kind of asshole that's like, okay, everybody, I'm going out to Jimmy John's. What do you want? And you got that one asshole that's like, all right, I want 100% whole wheat kosher meat with kosher fucking pickles and i swear to christ if you don't have low fat non-latte mayo then i'm gonna fuck your world up and it's like you create this this order that's like so hard for you to remember i know the whole mayo latte thing isn't a real deal that's the (laughs) kind of asshole that you're working with yeah it's crazy so the first thing he's going to describe is ha- is the Ark of the Covenant, right? So he says, have them make a chest of acacia wood, two and a half cubits long, a cubit and a half wide, and a cubit and a half high. Overlay it with pure gold, both inside and out, and make a gold molding around it. Cast four rings for it and fasten them to its four feet, with two rings on one side and two rings on the other. Then make poles of acacia wood and overlay them with gold. Insert the poles into the rings on the sides of the chest to carry it. The poles are to remain in the rings of this ark. They are never to be removed. Then put in the ark the testimony which I will give you. Now, he can describe this to all of this detail 
And this is just the beginning. Yet can't seem to like work in don't fucking rape people. Actually, I was going to point out how flashy as fuck God is in contrast to what how how he, how he ends this whole narrative in the New Testament because like right now he's like, "All right guys, listen up. I want you to get all this fucking gold and I want you to get a a wooden box and I want I want you to encrust the box with gold and put a put a whole bunch of fucking sparkles on it and shit. <laughs> you know, make sure you get them blood diamonds too." Okay, all the way from fucking Africa. <laughs> you don't know about Africa yet. You will. <laughs> and he's just telling them to like, you know, lay overlay this with gold here, gold there, bedazzle it over here <laughs> with the anus of a unicorn. Like, you, you know, I, I mean, he's he's going all this way, and then later, and then in the New Testament, he's like. Sell all your possessions, <laughs> be poverty, be live in poverty for me. And it's just like, motherfucker, what? I read your autobiography. <laughs> you love the gold. <laughs> well, the reason that he wants people to live in poverty is because he wants all the fucking gold. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you ready? Yeah. That was for the box, like the bottom part. Okay. So make an atonement cover. Of pure gold. Now, an atonement cover is also known as a mercy seat. And if you don't know what a mercy seat is, that what, can I take a guess? Yeah, the mercy seat is the seat you put somebody in, and instead of inflicting horrible mm -hmm. stoning practices on them, you just lob their head off quick. No. Fuck. The mercy seat is a symbol for the seat where a divine presence would sit. So it's basically God's chair. Nobody's ever going to fucking sit there, but it's symbolic that there is a divine presence sitting on the box. How do we know that God sits like a normal fucking person? <laughs> you know, what if God's like Mork uh, from the Mork and Mindy show, you know, Robin Williams, and he like sits on his fucking head. Does like, he really? I've never seen that. Well, yeah, in the show, he sits on his head. That's, oh, weird. that's just how he—that's how his species does it. That's oh. how they roll. How do we know? How do we know God doesn't roll like that? Or maybe you know, God sits with his nuts tucked behind him. Well, I don't know how he sits, but I don't think it matters. But you know what does matter? The fact that the motherfucker better fucking be two and a half cubits long, and a cubit and a half wide, and there has to be two cherubims out of hammered gold at the ends of each of the cover. You have to make one cherub on one end and the second cherub on the other because you wouldn't put them on the same end. But that's fine. Um, make the cherubim of one piece with the cover at the two ends. The cherubim are to have their wings spread upward, overshadowing the cover with them. The cherubim are to face each other looking toward the cover. Place the cover on top of the ark and put the ark in the testimony, which I will give you. Oh, sorry. Put in the ark the testimony, which I will give you the Ten Commandments. Okay, so he hasn't issued the Ten Commandments yet. Um, officially, like in in stone versions. Well, y yes, no, yeah, kinda. Not not really. They get broken. Remember? Oh yeah. There above the cover between the two cherubim that are over the ark of the testimony, I will meet with you and give you all my commands for the Israelites. So the mercy seat is where the divine presence is. 
Well, of course it is. How how many assholes do you think actually went up there and sat on that thing? Like, I don't know, guys. God's ass seems a little tiny. Well, it's not a chair. <laughs> oh. It's just uh, called it's called the mercy seat, but it's not a chair. Okay, does it, it it's supposed to have a place for like God to sit, right? It's for the divine presence to sit. There isn't actually anything ever sitting on it. Well, yeah, no, but if you're going to say, oh, they're going to sit right here, it's like, how is somebody going to sit with two cherubs up their ass? Well, the cherubs are on the ends. Well, uh, okay, well, maybe God just has a really wide ass. Maybe God does have a wide ass. (laughs) I said wide, not white, (laughs) by the way. (laughs) Yeah. That is the Ark and the Mercy Seat. Are we we ready to move on? Yeah. Okay. So next comes the table. Make a table out of acacia wood, two cubits long, a cubit wide, and a cubit and a half high. Overlay it with pure gold, again, and make a gold molding around it. Also make around it a rim a hand breadth wide. And in case anybody wants to know, a hand breadth is three inches. Which is, you know, if you hold out your hand about how wide your hand is from each, from the sides. Okay. From side to side. Uh, Make four gold rings for the table and fasten them to the four corners where the four legs are. The rings are to be close to the rim to hold the poles used in carrying the table. Make the poles of acacia wood, overlay them with gold. And carry the table with them, and make plates and dishes of pure gold as well, and its pitchers and bowls for the pouring out of offerings. Put the bread of the presence on this table to be before me at all times. Now, (laughs) the bread of the presence. Yes, are you ready for me to explain to you what the bread of the presence is? Yes, I am very intrigued, and especially how this might relate to Jesus Christ. Okay, so the bread of the presence is also known as showbread or shoe bread. Okay, so oh, oh, shoe bread, like like S H E W. Okay, bread. I was thinking it's shoe bread. Like, oh, you mean this is bread you get out of a fucking shoe? No, actually, God there's <laughs> there's there's very explicit instructions on how to make shoe bread, and it's in the uh, the Mishnah which is the first book of the oral Torah, oral tradition. Um, Oh, I bet it's oral. You would go there. (laughs) No, no, listen, listen, little, little guy. I got the oral (laughs) Torah here. (laughs) Well, so it used to be oral tradition. You know, there's, and anyway, this is the Mishnah. If anybody knows what the Mishnah is, John, <laughs> so the instructions for making shoe bread is in here. Uh, well, is is not in the Bible. It's not in the King James Bible, but it's in the Mishnah. But basically, shoe bread is unleavened bread. Okay, and Ooh, I remember that is bread without yeast. Yes. Score one for Gleason. <laughs> okay, so what they do is they knead the bread separately. Okay. Okay, but they bake it together in pairs. So they 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 you always do pairs of loaves. They bake it in pairs, but the bread is kneaded separately. I don't know why you need to knead unleavened bread, but we won't talk about that because 
reasons. Um, and they have to make it the Friday before the Sabbath. Okay. Don't, don't you fucking make it on the Sabbath, by no. the way. The Friday before the Sabbath. And this isn't bread for people to eat. This is bread that sits on the table at all times for, I guess, as an offering to the divine presence that ass never graces it. See, this is why here's a good, here's a good hypothesis here. Mm -hmm. Maybe the, the first century Jews were like, listen guys, we've always got this bread here on this fucking table. Guess what? I'm going to make a new religion where we eat that fucking bread. (laughs) Or like if somebody's hungry, like, nope, sorry, that bread's for God. God doesn't need to eat, but that bread is for God. (laughs) But but in in a a more serious note here, as far as the bread goes and how that relates to Jesus Christ, I I think that the, um, you know, the Christian religion is supposed to really undo a lot of things in the, in the Jewish traditions. And I think that this is probably part of that because in, in this you have, you know, the bread that is there, not for human consumption, but for some other kind of divine reason. And you know, you're not supposed to touch it. it. It's a lot like the, um, garden of Eden with the tree of knowledge, right? Something you're not supposed to touch. But then of course the, the, the people broke away from that and they have Jesus there, this new character that totally undo, uh, he undoes. <laughs> he, he, un, uh, rap, um, undoes. Undoes, undoes. See that that sounds that sounds more right than undoes. <laughs> it, he reverses. There you go. <laughs> that's a smarter <laughs> word. He reverses a lot of the things uh, in the Jewish tradition. Uh, so I I think that th- that is kind of part of it. That's why you have eating the bread, uh, you know, the, the bread is the body and all this other stuff. And he, he tells you to eat it. Like, I think that that's part of it. Like, I don't think that that's the main thing, but to me it would make sense. So with how stories are told and constructed and everything like that, it totally makes sense for this new religion, Christianity to reverse that particular part of it and say, no, we're not just going to have this bread here. We're going to fucking eat this bread. And it's going to be Jesus's flesh. Definitely. <laughs> okay. So you're going to like this part though. Just I, because I didn't really finish the whole part on how to bake the bread in the Mishnah. Um, and you're going to find this interesting because I know you love literary devices. Mm. So the bread is baked in, th- well, it's prepared in three different molds. The molds are all golden. One mold is for the dough. The second mold is what you use to bake it in. And the third mold is used after you bake it to uh, basically keep the shape of the loaf. Also, the bread has to be kneaded outside and, and baked inside. As most people do. Yeah. Get baked inside. <laughs> That's the responsible fucking thing. Yeah, I mean, unless you're at a concert, and then you can totally get <laughs> Okay, so that's that's all I have for the bread. You got anything else about the the table or the bread or anything? But the yes, it's called the bread of the presence. 
Well, it totally makes sense about the whole having three uh, molds or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm trying to do some reading up on this now, um, but there is a certain predilection to the number three in human history. Uh, and, and I think that it's a subconscious psychological thing, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm reading up on it now and it's pretty interesting stuff. Uh, okay. So the next thing we're making, you ready for the next thing? Totes ready. The lamp stand. A lamp stand. Yes. Make a lamp stand of pure gold and hammer it out. Base and shaft. <laughs> Wait, we're not hammer done. it. Hammer it out. Base and the shaft. <laughs> you ready? It gets better. Okay. It's flower-like cups, buds, and blossoms shall be of one piece with it. Six branches are to extend from the sides of the lampstand, three on one side and three on the other. Three cups shaped like almond flowers with buds and blossoms are to be on one branch, three on the next branch, and the same for all six branches extending from the lampstand. And on the lampstand, there are to be four cups shaped like almond flowers with buds and blossoms. One bud shall be under the first pair of branches extending from the lampstand, a second bud under the second pair, and a third bud under the third pair, six branches in all. The buds and branches shall be of one piece with the lampstand, hammered out of pure gold." Then make it seven lamps and set them up on it so that they light the space in front of it. Its wick trimmers and trays are to be of pure gold. A talent of pure gold is to be used for the lampstand and all of these accessories. So a talent is also a unit of measurement, which is about 75 pounds and something in kilos. I don't know. Y'all figure it out. Uh, (laughs) See that you make them according to the pattern shown you on the mountain. You know, I mean, these measuring, like, I wish we had these kind of measuring things now, like, instead of like, oh, that's a meter or, you know, this is a metric system where, you know, everything kind of makes sense. What if we had a different name for everything? It's like, nope, that's no longer an inch. That's a penis. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me. That's a very small penis. How how long's your dick? Oh, about three penises. (laughs) It's, it's like, how far away is that over there? Oh, you know, that's about 75 dicks. <laughs> a dick is a yard. What? <laughs> <laughs> and a yard is what? A 36 penises? Yeah. Well, no. One a, inch uh, is a penis, right? Well, yeah. And a yard is three feet? Yep. Three feet is 36 inches. Mm-hmm. 36 penises equals one dick. Mm-hmm. This is really weird. It is weird and very... It would be really um, hard to explain and do like some sort of conversion. Well, I'm not saying penises and dicks are what we need to, uh, <laughs> to measure things by. But I mean, you've got cubits, talents, and what? what what's... 847 titty sprinkles. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know what that would equate to. <laughs> See, if I would have come out with titty sprinkles, I would be sexist. But since I came out with dicks, I'm just gay. Are you coming out right now? 
No, I'm just saying <laughs> that if I say if I say titty sprinkles, then I'm sexist. But because I talk about dick, that must mean I'm gay. Oh. Be- because a lot of people are commenting like, John, when are you going to come out? It's like in dick. And it's like, I don't I don't see the problem with liking dick. I don't uh, I don't like Well, I mean, I like my dick. <laughs> you know, you could have just you could have just used other words. I could have. Where would the fun in that be? I don't know. Is how long? How long's your dick? Oh, well, you know, seven dick or penises. <laughs> it's this is very strange. Can we like move on to Exodus chapter twenty six? We can stop talking about dick if you want. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to talk about the tabernacle. All right, Exodus chapter twenty six. We're starting right at the beginning of it. Make the tabernacle. Now, this this part's a little long, so bear with me. And you can stop me if you have something to contribute other than dick. (laughs) (laughs) Make the tabernacle with ten curtains of finely twisted linen and blue, purple, and scarlet yarn with cherubim worked into them by a skilled craftsman. All the curtains are to be the same size, 28 cubits long and four cubits wide. Join five of the curtains together and do the same with the other five. Make loops of blue material along the edge of the end of the curtain in one set and do the same with the end of the curtain in the other set. Make 50 loops on one curtain and 50 loops on the end curtain of the other set with the loops opposite each other. Then make 50 gold clasps and use them to fasten the curtain together so that the tabernacle is a unit. And still, do not rape is not here. Well, of course it's not there, honey. I mean, God ends up raping a 14-year-old in order to have his own son. How is he going to outlaw rape, but at the same time, rape somebody? Don't beat your wife is not in here. Okay, well, you know, God is kind of a wife beater. I wonder if he wears wife beaters. He probably does. He's probably sitting up there right now in a wife beater and one of those fucking furry jackets. Do you think... (laughs) And I just pictured Facebook God in a wife beater and a furry jacket. (laughs) And he had gold chains on because that's his style. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, let's see. Make curtains out of goat hair for the tent over the tabernacle. Eleven altogether. All eleven curtains are to be the same size, 30 cubits long and four cubits wide. Join five of the curtains together into one set and six into the other set. Fold the sixth curtain double at the front of the tent. Make 50 loops along the edge of the end of the curtain in one set and also along the edge of the end of the curtain in the other set. Then make 50 bronze clasps and put them into the loops to fasten the tent together as a unit. As for the additional length of the tent curtains, the half curtain that is left over is to hang down at the rear of the tabernacle. The tent curtains will be a cubit longer on both sides. What is left will hang over the sides of the tabernacle so as to cover it. Make for the tent a covering of ram skins dyed red, and over that a covering of hides of sea cows. We're still not done. 
Goddamn. Make upright frames of acacia wood for the tabernacle. Each frame is to be 10 cubits long and a cubit and a half wide with two projections set parallel to each other. Make all the frames of the tabernacle in this way. Make 20 for the south side and 40 silver bases to go under them. Two bases for each frame, one under each projection. For the other side, the north side of the tabernacle... Tabernacle. That's that's where you go to knacker up. Uh, Tabernacle. It's late and this is a lot of words. We're almost done with tabernacle. We're getting there. Make 20 frames and 40 silver bases, two under each frame. Make six frames for the far end, that is the west end of the tabernacle. And make two frames for the corners at the far end. As these two corners, they must be doubled from at the bottom all the way to the top and fitted onto a single ring. Both should be like that. So there will be eight frames and 16 silver bases, two under each frame. Also... Make crossbars of acacia wood, five for the frames on one side of the tabernacle, five for those on the other side, and five for the frames to the west and at the far east of the tabernacle. The the center crossbar is to extend from end to end at the middle of the frames. Overlay the frames with gold and make gold rings to hold the crossbars. Also overlay the crossbars with gold. Set up the tabernacle according to the plan shown you on the mountain. So fucking tabernacles, huh? A bunch of fucking curtains, a bunch of fucking stands and crossbars, gold, silver, goat hair, yarn, twisted linen. All I gotta say is I do not want to take a black light to that place. Nah, man, there's fucking sea cow hides. Can you imagine right now coming home late at night, your Jew wife is like, "What? what is that on your shoulder? Is that fucking goat hair? You've been down to that tabernacle with that <laughs> goddamn woman down the street, haven't you? Mm. F- fucking bitch trying to take my man. What What she didn't know is he was with a goat. <laughs> um, okay. Now, we are going to talk about the difference between the holy place and the most holy place. Oh, the most holy place would be anal. What? And the holy place is the rectory. <laughs> That's why the priests do it in the rectory. It's the most holy place. That way God's like, oh, I just turn a blind eye to that particular section of the church. Priests, don't fuck kids. Also not in the Bible, but you make fucking six rings to face the fucking west and, you know, put stands on either side and there to be made a goat hair and shit. I don't, I don't get it. Okay. So make a curtain of blue, purple and scarlet yarn and finely twisted linen with cherubim worked into it by a skilled craftsman. Hang it with gold hooks on four posts of acacia wood overlaid with gold and standing on four silver bases. Hang the curtain from the clasps and place the Ark of the testimony behind the curtain. The curtain will separate the holy place from the most holy place. Put the atonement cover on the Ark of the Testimony in the most holy place. Place the table outside of the curtain on the north side of the tabernacle and put the lampstand opposite it on the south side. 
For the entrance to the tent, make a curtain of blue, purple, and scarlet yarn and finely twisted linen, the work of an embroiderer. Make gold hooks for this curtain and five posts of acacia wood overlaid with gold and cast five bronze bases for them. So the holy place is the tabernacle. The most holy place is the separated, essentially room by separated by a curtain where the Ark of the Covenant is sitting. So the tabernacle is the holy place. The Ark of the Covenant is the most holy place. Well, of course. I mean, God did write the Ten Commandments with his holy lightning dick. True. So it would he would definitely want his artwork to be placed in the most holy place. Seems fair. Filled with gold. Mm-hmm. Because material things are God's just thing. That's his thing. That's what he likes. Right. He's like he's like one of them real wives of, or real housewives of Atlanta. Oh, this bitches are crazy. So's God. <laughs> All right. So now we're going to build an altar and we are starting Exodus chapter 27. Build an altar of acacia wood, three cubits high. It is to be square, five cubits long and five cubits wide. Make a horn at each of the four corners so that the horns and the altar area are, sorry, the altar are of one piece and overlay the altar with bronze. Make all its utensils of bronze. It's pots to remove the ashes and it's shovels, sprinkling bowls, meat forks, and fire pans. I don't, I don't know what all of these things are, why you have meat forks on an altar, uh, but okay. Uh, make a grating for it, and that's where you put the thing and you drain all the blood, right? Because right. blood god. Right. Well, uh, meat forks, like, is that, is that supposed to mean that there are some forks that are not meant to be used for anything else? I, I don't know. Meat forks. I feel like we're we're in the fifth element right now, and it's like D- Corbin Dallas has his hands up against the wall, and it's like, please identify yourself. It's like, I am a meat fork. <laughs> He I've says, never seen that. Oh, he says meat popsicle, but it just makes me think meat fork. Oh, know. okay. You people get it. I know you do. You <laughs> get leave a comment down below if you get if you get what I'm putting down. No, pay attention to Casey who has never seen shit. Okay. Um. So make a grating for it, a bronze network and a bronze ring at each of the four corners of the network. Put it under the ledge of the altar so it is halfway up the altar. Make poles of acacia wood for the altar, overlay them with bronze. The poles are to be inserted into the rings so they will be on two sides of the altar when it's carried. Make the altar hollow out of boards. It is to be made just as you were shown on the mountain. Now, keep in mind, he's still talking to Moses. This is just God talking to Moses this whole time. How's how's Moses? I mean, is Moses writing this down, you think? You think he's got his, like, little notepad there, and he's, like, taking notes with whatever piece of fucking charcoal he could have drummed up out of his ass? I doubt he took notes, because here's the deal. There are over 600 of these laws that, that Moses rules and laws and shit that Moses was given on the mountain over the span of 40 days and 40 nights. Mm-hmm. There's no way he wrote all this shit down. Moses made this shit up. <laughs> well, Moses didn't, but somebody did and said Moses did. Right. Yeah. Because Moses didn't exist. Well, not that we know of. Right. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so now we're going to, we, we're moving on from the altar and we're going to go to the courtyard of the tabernacle because this is important also. 
still nothing about not raping people. <laughs> Make a courtyard for the tabernacle. The south side shall be a hundred cubits long and is to have curtains of finely twisted linen with 20 posts and 20 bronze bases with silver hooks and bands on the posts. The north side shall be a hundred cubits long and is to have curtains with 20 posts and 20 bronze bases and with silver hooks and bands on the posts. The west end of the courtyard shall be 50 cubits wide and have curtains with 10 posts and 10 bases. On the east side, toward the sunrise, the courtyard shall also be 50 cubits wide. Curtains 15 cubits long are to be on one side of the entrance with three posts and three bases. And curtains 15 cubits long are to be on the other side with three posts and three bases. For the entrance to the courtyard, provide a curtain 20 cubits long of blue, purple, and scarlet yarn and fine twisted linen, the work of an embroiderer. With four posts and four bases. All of the posts around the courtyard are to have silver bands and hooks and bronze bases. The courtyard shall be 100 cubits long and 50 cubits wide. So, like, you think that maybe this is just his way of, like, stimulating the local economy? <laughs> I guess it's possible. Um, We're still not done, but we're just going to go ahead and skip the rest of the thing for the courtyard. You need tent pegs and, like... Goat hairs? Yeah, no, no goat hair for this. What? No. Uh, we can't have a fucking what the fuck ever that is without some kind of goat hairs. We you gotta be able to dress up the doll in order to fuck it. <laughs> well, it does have uh, scarlet and blue and purple and yarn and twisted linen. Yeah, well, they want to fool themselves into thinking that goats are blue and purple. That's fine. Okay. Okay, so now we're going to move on to the... You think they're building glory holes in the tabernacle? I don't know what the Just fuck they're doing in the tabernacle. I don't know what they're doing in the fucking tabernacle, but this shit is bananas. Like, this is not important. Like, as far as how you how you are as people, like, how you build a society and, and how people are to each other and what the rules of society are, none of this shit is important. Well, I don't know. I mean, in our society, we have building codes, too. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh, I'm sorry, this tabernacle's not up to par with the code from God. I'm going to have to slice your head off. But here's the deal. <laughs> Building codes are meant for the safety of people. This shit is for the worship of some magical being. Right. It's ridiculous. It is not for the good of anybody. And I do wonder, like, I we haven't gotten there yet, but I do wonder, like, what if somewhere where there was supposed to be four posts, somebody fucked up and there's only three? Like, does somebody die over that? Well, obviously they go to the bad part of hell. Because there's a is there a good part of hell? Is that that's where in we're Jewish, partying, right? Well, no, we got it, reservations for the good part. In in Jewish, you know, lore, the dogma or whatnot, um, hell it, it, it it's not it's not called hell, although it's translated to hell. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it was originally called Hades, even by the Jews. Right. Uh, so I mean, it's it's more of a Hades like hell, mm -hmm. um, not the Hercules Disney version of it, but like there's just this underworld, right? That you go to when you die. That's where that saying "hotter than Hades" comes from. Yeah, I say that, and maybe it's a Southern thing. Do you say that hotter than Hades? No. Oh, I I go full out and just say hail. Because because I'm I'm a southerner. When I was when uh, when I was a kid, uh, my dad was always say would always say hotter than nine kinds of hell. 
but yeah, so basically in the Jewish lore or Jewish dogma, uh, you would have two sections to Hades. If you kept the commandments of God and everything like that, you went to like the good upper suburban area. <laughs> and then if you weren't, then you got stuck in the project slash ghetto ver- version of hell. Isn't the burbs like its own kind of hell? I, I don't know. Whatever upscale portion of a city, I, I guess maybe that would be like a condo. No, I'm just saying like the suburbs are their own special kind of hell. Well, yeah, I guess. Like, you know, homeowners associations and like if your grass isn't three inches tall, they'll come and fucking tear your house down. Yeah, but you know, when when Jesus uh died on the cross and he went to hell, um, he snatched up everybody that was down there that held the covenants of God mm-hmm. and he brought them up to heaven. Um but I mean, that was their solution for like, cause like they never, they didn't Jews at the time. They didn't have a concept of heaven. You think Jesus did that with a minivan? Probably. Like, I feel like Jesus would like have had to have a minivan. No, I feel like he would have had to have a minivan because mm-hmm. he would have been like, no. Clown cars are better than minivans. You can fit a whole fucking litter of goddamn scary ass clowns in that car. No, clowns suck. No, I wouldn't get in a clown. I'd stay the fucking hell. <laughs> Because if all the clowns are going to heaven, I'd rather be in hell anyway. (laughs) (laughs) All right, are we moving on? Yeah. Okay, so now we're going to talk about the oil for the, like, eternal lamps, right? Goddamn, more pedantic. (laughs) Command the Israelites to bring you clear oil of pressed olives for the light so that the lamps may be kept burning. In the tent of the meeting, outside the curtain that is in front of the testimony... Aaron and his sons are to keep the lamps burning before the Lord from evening till morning. This is to be a lasting ordinance among the Israelites for generations to come. Okay, is this where the whole uh, the whole candle lighting thing around Christmas time comes in? No, this is every night, night uh-huh. till morning, every single night. That's crazy. Yeah. It's also got to be a fire hazard. Can you imagine, like, there's a strong wind in the tabernacle, and then... You got all this damn goat hair. Yeah. <laughs> you got the goat hair everywhere. And Yarn. Goes up in flames, and you see a guy running out like, Stella! Because, <laughs> you know, the doll he fucked was in the tabernacle. Covered in goat hair. Who the hell is Stella? Like a... The goat. Where did they go? You named the goat Stella? I just came up with the name when I wanted to mention it. Oh, okay. God, you got to ruin all the illusion. Sorry. I I was confused. You didn't tell me that the goat's name was Stella. I was just sorry. Okay. So now we're going to talk about what the priests are going to wear. Okay. This is the last thing we're going to talk about in this section. All right. What the priests are going to wear. I don't know. Something easily disrobed. <laughs> okay. And I also think this is interesting because the priests, if you remember back to the sons of Israel, the priests are from the family, the tribe of Israel, or sorry, sorry, the tribe of Levi. Okay, so that's where the priests are, is the tribe of Levi. And Aaron is like the head priest in charge, right? So God tells Moses, have Aaron, your brother, brought up from among the Israelites, along with his son, Nadab and Abihu, uh, Eleazar and 
Ithamar, so that they may serve me as priests. Make sacred garments for your brother Aaron to give him dignity and honor. Tell all the skilled men to whom I have given wisdom in such matters that they are to make garments for Aaron for his consecration so he may serve me as priest. These are the garments they are to make, a breastpiece, an ephod, a robe, a woven tunic, a turban, and a sash. Yes, a turban. There's turban. Gonna, there's also going to be a, an engraved plate on the turban. It's going to be it's great. It's awesome. You ready? Mm-hmm. Have them use gold and blue, purple, and scarlet yarn and fine linen. Make the ephod of gold and blue, purple, and scarlet yarn and a finely twisted linen. The work of a skilled craftsman, it is to have two shoulder pieces attached to its corners so it can be fastened. Its skillfully woven waistband is to be like it, of one piece with the ephod, and made with gold, and with blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, and with finely twisted linen. Take two onyx stones and engrave on them the names of the sun in Israel in order of their birth. Six names on one stone and the remaining six on the other. Engrave the names of the sons of Israel on the two stones the way a gem cutter engraves a seal. Then mount the stones in gold filigree settings and fasten them on the shoulder pieces of the ephod as memorial stones for the sons of Israel. Aaron is to bear the names on his shoulders as a memorial before the Lord. Make gold filigree settings and two braided chains of pure gold-like rope and attach the chains to the settings. Okay, I don't really have anything to say about this other than it's pretty pedantic as fuck for this god. Yeah, this is this is a really long section. Do you want me to read it all? Well, no. Can we, like, summarize it? Because I mean, it's... Okay, so next they're going to... He tells them how to fashion a breastplate. Um, it's to be square... Um, a span long folded, you know, four rows of precious stones, ruby, topaz, and a barrel. Oh my God. You know, I really, I promise guys, I did not know God was legit going to say, but dazzle the motherfucker. He did. (laughs) That's exactly what he did right there. In the second row, a turquoise, a sapphire, and an emerald. In the third, a jacinth, an agate, uh, sorry, and a gate and an amethyst. In the fourth, a chrysolite, an onyx, and a jasper. So yeah, he goes through... Bedazzle this bitches. He does. Can uh, you imagine offering God whatever you built? And he's like, there's not enough bedazzle. Take it the fuck back. I know. I think like I think my mom would really like this. She loves fucking sparkly shit. <laughs> she does. Okay, so then it talks about how to, you know, the rings and the fold them and it, put it inside the in next to the edge and close the seam like it's really really serious okay uh whenever Aaron enters the holy place he will bear the names of the son of Israel over his heart on the breastpiece of decision that's apparently what it's called i'm not sure what decisions we're making since you're telling us everything does it doesn't this sound like destiny like he just found some kind of like exotic and it's like what is it called again the, the breastpiece of decision the Breast piece of decision grants you plus five decision making skills. <laughs> As a continuing memorial before the Lord, also put the Urim and Thummim, Thummimin. I don't know how to say this word in the breast piece, so they may be so they may be over Aaron's heart whenever he enters the presence of the Lord. Thus, Aaron will always bear the names of making decisions for the Israelites over his heart before the Lord. That's interesting. 
Yeah. So then he's going to tell you how to make the robe. This is interesting. Do you guys know that pomegranates are a holy fruit? No, I had no idea. They are. They're a holy fruit. So on the robes, the robes are supposed to be blue um, and a woven edge, like a collar around the opening where your head goes. Right. Um, And then on the bottom edge, you make a row of pomegranates that are woven, like woven pomegranates and gold bells in between them. Because what is God without his gold? Fucking nothing. Pomegranates are delicious, though. Like, have you had a have you had pomegranate? I have not had a natural pomegranate, but I have had the artificial drinks. No, man, natural pomegranate is so. Good. We're gonna get one. We're gonna get a pomegranate. All right, we're gonna eat some pomegranate. Okay. Okay. So, Aaron must wear this robe when he ministers. The sounds of the bells will be heard when he enters the holy place before the Lord, and when he comes out, so that he will not die. <laughs> that is crazy it's like if somebody doesn't ding a bell when this motherfucker walks through this curtain he will surely perish can you imagine the first guy to forget it he like <laughs> walks through walks totally past the bell and he's like oh fuck I've almost got it and, and the like, most the most holy of the Israelite priests dead Yes. Because a bell didn't ring. Every bell. time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. Maybe that's nope. what they were doing. Nope. Every time a bell rings, an angel gets fried the fuck up. Oh, that's a new <laughs> one. So we've, uh, now there's a tunic. Um, he has to have a plate. Oh, this is the thing I was telling you about the turban. Make a plate of pure gold and engrave it on it as a seal. Holy to the Lord. That's what it's supposed to say. Fasten a blue cord to it and attach it to the turban. It is to be on the front of the turban. It will be on Aaron's forehead and he will bear the guilt involved in the sacred gifts of Israelites consecrate wherever, whatever their gifts may be. It will be on Aaron's forehead continually so that they will be acceptable to the Lord. Oh, okay. So he has to wear a plate over his forehead that says uh, holy to the Lord. At all times. He must look so stupid. <laughs> he must look ridiculous. Ridiculous. Like, uh, oh, oh, did you fall asleep again and God drew a dick on your forehead? Yeah, that fucking God. God damn it. Are you ready? We're, there's one more thing. Oh, Jesus Christ. <coughs> We've got... Jesus Christ. I mean, we've got a lamp. We've got a tabernacle. We've got the Ark of the Covenant with the cherubs that go up your ass. Mm -hmm. We got, but now, now what do we got? Okay. So we're going to skip over the tunic because it's boring, right? Make linen undergarments as a covering for the body, reaching from the waist to the thigh. Aaron and his sons must wear them whenever they enter the tent of the meeting or approach the altar to minister in the holy place so that they will not incur guilt and die. Okay. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, if there, if there is one thing that, that Donald Trump is hardened against, it is that. <laughs> what, special underwear? N no. Uh, like, um, what did you say? The... They, I don't know, got embarrassed or something and then died? No. What'd you say? Did you fall asleep? 
No, I just can't remember what you said. I explained the linen undergarments, reaching from the waist to the thigh. Aaron and his sons must wear them whenever they enter the tent of the meeting or approach the altar to minister in the holy place so that they will not incur guilt and die. Oh, okay. So, oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I don't know what my brain did there. I don't know what your brain did either. Okay, go ahead. That's it. That's the end. This is to be a lasting, this is to be a lasting ordinance for Aaron and his descendants. Remember, wear those magical undies. Yes. Yeah, so I'm wondering if part of the whole um, Mormon magical underwear comes from this here in Exodus. I don't know. I mean, it might. Mm-hmm. They do have some crazy ass beliefs like magic underwear. Yeah. Actually, um, what do you uh, what do you think, listeners? John and I were talking about possibly starting a Mormon series and doing videos about different Mormon stuff. Yeah, I I think it would be interesting, but hopefully it won't be this late at night that we record those. I know. Hey, this was your idea. Well, I thought this, in, I mean, I thought the whole Bible thing was kind of our idea, but the, I mean, that's okay. I meant recording this late at night. Oh. Yeah. I guess the other alternative was recording it in the morning in which you would be fine and my lips would not work. No. But you would have coffee while we do it. I would have coffee because you always make me the coffees. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyways, guys, we hope that you liked this episode. If you did, leave us a like. Don't forget to subscribe. Um, ne- next time? Yep. Next time? Next time we're going to talk about the ordination of priests. Um, we're going to talk about the special sin offering. What the fuck? Special burnt offering. The mm. Ram of Ordination. Why do I feel like that's like Ass talking ramming? about rape? Yeah. I, don't, I don't. Well, you know, the Bible doesn't talk about rape other than the fact that it's fine. Um, oh, if if you do it, you have to pay shekels. Yeah. So yeah. You got to get those shekels out. Yeah. Um, the activities that are supposed to happen during the week of or- before ordination. Um, continuous burnt offerings. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, God's never happy. Um, the altar of incense. Oh, wait. Incest? Incense. Oh, sorry. Those are so close together. They're actually nothing alike. Well, tomato, tomato. Okay. Um, the census offering. We're also going to talk about, uh, anointing oils, um, workmen. Apparently they're going to name some workmen and Moses being given the stone tablets <laughs> via that lightning dick <laughs> everybody in the comments hashtag lightning dick <laughs> well heathens i hope you enjoyed it like i said don't forget to give us a like and i guess we will see you heathens later don't forget to stand up and use your voice i will see you heathens later bye y'all <laughs> I have you-